Hello and welcome to the OMG Movie Podcast with your hosts Mike and Math. On today's episode, we are doing our deep dive award show for Snatch. Rawr, Matthew. So you ready? You <laughs> so you ready to get into the movie and actually start talking about some of our faves? I, I am. I'm ready to start, um, you know, declaring some winners <laughs> and um, you know, making some some hopeful, some hopefully uh, well thought out compromises with each other. I know it got a little bit heated last did, time with did. Bring It On. A lot of feelings were hurt. And, uh, you know, probably a lot of listeners were upset. I mean, I hate to bring back the Burr, it's cold in here <laughs> controversy, not getting any awards. Um, hopefully we don't have a similar letdown uh, this week for this edition of the award show. So let's let's play fair. Let's play. Let's have fun. That's the kind of controversy that can just haunt you forever. So <laughs> it does. You never get it back. And that's the hard, that's the hard thing to stomach. For a lot of people well, out there. You know, I'll take that over like some crushed spirit fingers. You know, I got to have my spirit fingers up and ready. You know, got to be healthy. If there's anything that's flying <laughs> right now, it's the spirit finger bandwagon after what happened in that last episode. But it is the past. We can leave it behind. Yeah. It's time to create some new, some new drama today. Do you recall who is the current owner of the possession arrow? Ooh, uh, let me pretty go sure back. it is I. I, I do unfortunately believe you are correct. I do believe I was the last one to use it, and that was uh, to ensure that uh, we were getting uh, Sparky's training sequence as the sizzle reel. So, yep. So you have it. Um, you know, I'm okay with it. I, you know, I use it on a good, good reason. Sparky is in. But anyway, we're moving on to snatch. Moving on. Um, so without further ado, let's get straight in to our first category of the evening, which is drum roll, please. Not very, that's a weak drum roll, but it will suffice. <laughs> first category. Here we go. All right. First category is sixth man. Why don't you go ahead and read us off our four nominees for sixth man of snatch. All right. So in no particular order, we have Boris the Blade, Cousin Avi, Tommy, and Bricktop. We got four four nominees here. Four pretty, I mean, I would say screen time. How would you how would you rate this in terms of screen time? Probably the lowest for Cousin Avi. Probably. Maybe. Uh, yeah, they're all relatively close, I think, with probably Bricktop getting the most. Maybe Tommy. Um, yeah, it's hard Tommy's to say. Tommy's in the background a little bit. Yeah, Tommy's kind of like on screen whenever Jason Statham kind of is. So it's mm-hmm. it's like a tag team buddy buddy up situation. <laughs> um, Boris and Bricktop, for me, this is a two horse race. I do like Tommy. Cousin Avi was not a thing for me. It was He's fine. Uh, wouldn't be in the running, but I have this as a two horse race. Where's your, where's your head at? Uh, I would agree. Uh, I think that it is, it is more in line with the criminal element of this movie that they are a little bit more featured and they have a little bit more to do. You know, bad guys typically get a little bit more panache, right? Bricktop obviously gets his, his uh, big, you know, kind of monologues, Boris, you know, I just enjoyed Boris, you know, throughout the movie. I liked his like hair slick back move. He does it quite a few times, like when he's talking, I, I like the whole idea of like, you know, him selling people heavy guns. It was you know, just, I like that kind of a late, he's like, 
you don't see too many laid back Russian mobsters. And he was like the ideal laid back Russian mobster. Whereas usually Russians, you know, you see them as like the super intense, like violent ones. And while he has no issue with just going off on violence, it was, it was interesting to see a non like super aggressive mobster in that way. Yeah. Somehow understated in his, in his bloodlust. He has some of the more, I would, I don't want to call him comedic moments. He is, he's more silly of a bad guy. If he, if, mm-hmm. he, if he even is a bad guy in this movie, is it's debatable or not? He's not really doing yeah. anything egregious to anyone that we like. <laughs> Man, um, and then someone hates Benicio apparently. Well, I mean, Benicio wasn't really a character. We knew him as a gambling de- like degenerate, and that's it. But and um, I guess for most of the movie, you thought it was Brad Pitt, so. Well, I knew that Freddie Fourfingers was Punisher del Toro. Still, I mean, a little bit of a question mark on who was disguised as the Orthodox Jewish people taking over the initial initial diamonds. Yeah. But um, Bricktop, more traditional bad guy, has some of the cooler, more um, uh, like uh, I think more iconic scenes probably belong to Bricktop than to Boris. But again, Boris has some sort of like likable edge to him that you're more rooting for him somehow, even though he's still uh, an anta- or a, yeah, an antagonist in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's close, but I, I think I know where my head's at. Yeah. I, I think just to kind of piggyback a little bit on you, like for me, Bricktop is, is kind of the idea of like the country club, country club villain where mm-hmm. he has no physical, like he are not scared of Bricktop himself being like physically aggressive you're always just worried that he's gonna you know quote unquote sick his dogs on you right that's that's the terror that he possesses is dogs being just pigs yeah just power i mean he also talks about dogs quite a bit and he does sick the dogs on tyrone Mm -hmm. he's he's a man of of many different animal attacks he'll bust them all out (laughs) but yeah I, i think that i have i have my pick all right, so um, I guess I'll start us off by revealing my my number one. You'll then follow with revealing your number one. Mm-hmm. If they are different, the holder of the possession arrow will then break that tie. Currently, again, that is me. Mm-hmm. If they are the same, then that uh, will be the winner of the category, and uh, whoever has the possession arrow will continue to possess it on to the next round. So go. for me, I have selected as the winner of Sixth Man, Boris the Blade. And I also have Boris the Blade. So we have, look at that agreement. You See look at that it, it just takes a nice little crime heist movie for us to find some common ground. Yeah, it just takes a fun loving <laughs> Russian arms dealer to get us mm-hmm. in agreement over something. That's that's very nice to see. Um, mm-hmm. very, so it was, that's our first winner. That's our first um, our, our category down. We're on to the next, uh, maybe a marquee award here. This is mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. Again, a lot of people show up for just this award and then turn off the podcast and leave because this is the only one that matters to them. I did it on once, to, okay? I did it once. Well, whoever it was, I can see in the data. I can see you. Whoever's doing that. Uh, anyway, we're on to our MVP, our most valuable player in Snatch. This one, um, maybe a little bit controversy. We do not have a mm. full roster of four nominees. Right, we're not the new version of the Oscars where you have to have ten. This is the old no. school where just whoever gets picked gets picked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if you're not in the running, ultimately, we're not here to appease anybody. 
you know, and these aren't like <laughs> runner-up trophies or third-place trophies. If you don't belong in a category, we'll just restrict it to those that do belong. So mm-hmm. we have two. We have two potential MVPs. Um, and why don't you go ahead and give us the reveal? All right. For our MVP nominees, we have, and for the, I just realized that on the last time I gave everyone's character names, and this time I just put the actual actors' names. <laughs> so we have so uh, who has Jason, good nicknames. Uh, Jason Statham playing Turkish, mm-hmm. and Brad Pitt playing was it uh, Mickey the Pikey? Which again, why not make those rhyme? You know. Mickey the Pikey. His, his nickname is One Punch or like something like that. Yeah, One Punch, Punch Mickey. One Punch Mickey. Mm-hmm. Decent. I mean, the the nickname stuff, I almost would have called a foul had <laughs> it continued in the trajectory that it was going. Uh, not a lot of good nicknames for a movie that really likes to use them. I would say mm-hmm. maybe just Boris has like a badass nickname. Everyone else is kind of phoning it in. I mean, Bullet Tooth is kind of cool. I, I like that one. I, don't like I feel like it, to me, it's bulletproof, not bullet tooth. And that's hard to remember every time. But it, you, you didn't catch that. He turned two of the bullets that he was hit with into teeth. That's why he got the nickname bullet tooth. Yeah. I mean, when you, how young was you in that? It's, it just feels like that's you, you're making a nickname happen in that case. So you really want this to be how you remembered is that you were shot and you use fine. Hey, I mean, okay, this isn't the worst. This isn't the worst. Maybe it's maybe that's a top five nickname, but even still, not the greatest nickname choices that we have displayed in Snatch, in my mind. I I will agree there, um, but I will also say, like, you have to imagine when you are as powerful as someone like Bricktop, that mm-hmm. you would be able to choose your own nickname. So he like he likes people calling him Bricktop. And so, right? Because, like, he has to. Otherwise, why would he, he will be, like, to his face calling him Bricktop? So, like, he has to then also say, like, for the rest of my life, I'm doing this hairstyle, mm-hmm. right? All right. Yeah. Just, just making sure that's commitment. Yeah. I, for, again, not the scariest of nicknames for your biggest imposing bad guy. I mean, Brick, mm-hmm. I mean it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine, Bricktop. It's a <laughs> unique one, I guess. I haven't heard another person being named that, but it's not scary. Yeah. It's not scary. Uh, back to the actual deliberation here for the award. Um, I, this is, it's neither of these are really main characters. They, they kind of are that these two are Mm. the most attached, obviously to the boxing storyline. They really have nothing to do with the diamond heist, which Mm -hmm. is an issue in my mind of the movie in, in general, but they're exclusively about one, maybe half of the movie. Sure. And, they're together pretty often when they're when Brad when Brad Pitt's there, Jason Statham's usually there. Yep. And I think what makes Brad Pitt's character so unique and so remembered is the accent. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean he's doing accent work, which I will say, you know, obviously you're not watching these movies in the in the theater any longer right so most movies i'm watching i'm watching at home and yeah. i can't not turn on subtitles when i'm watching movies just you know that it's, it's so much easier paying attention to what's going on and having the words that brad pitt is saying we're like of course that's exactly what he's saying but you turn the subtitles you're up like what is this gibberish now it is pretty yeah. amazing how he like it is crystal clear what he's saying when you know what he's saying but other 
than that, it's like a garbly gook. And that that's must have been what was in the script is just garbly gook mm-hmm. because it is it's pigeon talk. It's hard to understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, at times it's a detriment. At times it's also a cool feature of that character mm-hmm. and it makes it iconic. Jason Statham, on the other hand, not doing a whole lot. He's definitely getting screen time and mm-hmm. probably is the main like lead, I guess, in, in, in the movie, maybe billed as the lead, mm-hmm. which gets him in the door, gets him nominated. But is he doing anything to win? I mean, that, that's that's the question. I mean, as you said, he is doing a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of the narration of of the movie. The movie wants him to be the main character, obviously, since it kind of begins and ends with him. So the movie's language is saying that he should be the MVP. Uh, but I, I would agree. I don't know if there's actually enough on screen in terms of character development or interesting scenes or, or just, you know, unique acting that really happens where it's memorable that that's Jason Statham. Like, yes, I know Jason Statham is in snatch, but I don't know if, if that's enough to be the MVP. Sure. Let's get right to it then. So we we've talked about uh, what these two have done and to contribute to snatch. Let's get into which of the two is going to represent snatch against a opponent. Why don't you give me your winner and then I'll follow up with my winner. All right. Well, in honor of who this person will eventually be going to battle with, it's got to be, hey, Mickey, hey, Mickey, you're a pikey. <laughs> oh, wow. You brought <laughs> you brought a new level of, of circum- pop and circumstance to your... Yeah, I, to I'm your... trying. I want to I make sure that that listener who's like, okay, now I know who the MVP is going to be. I'm going to turn this off. No, no, there's more. Just get, wait, get ready for the amount of singing, songs and dances, production value. It's all coming. You pre- you've yeah you've prepared multiple numbers. That's exciting. <laughs> I have a poem. <laughs> I will be agreeing back to back unanimous winners so far. I will be selecting Brad Pitt as my MVP. So another unanimous choice for back to back categories. That's pretty exciting. We're on a run. That is. Maybe this right. is the movie that breaks the mold that we agree on everything. I mean, I, I would hope so. Like, you know, we need we need a little bit more, you know, common ground in today's world. So I'm liking so far that we're seeing things eye to eye, but I'm a little bit worried as we move forward that we might we might see some differences. All right. So we got two categories in the book. Let's go ahead and transition to our next award, which will be for greatest or most egregious foul. All right. So, yeah, let's discuss uh, these foul nominees. So this one, we do have a full complement of four fouls, unlike him. So here they are, again, in no particular order. We have too many heists and too many coincidences. That is one foul. We have the Pikey's overall scheme. I I am. I'm ready to start. We have uh, the killing of Mickey's mom. Declaring some winners. And, and we have um, Boris you know, surviving some, the some car hopeful, hit. Some hopefully um, well-thought-out compromises with each other. I know it got a little bit heated mm-hmm. last time with Bring It On. A lot of feelings were hurt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, probably a lot of listeners were upset. Yeah. I mean, I hate to bring back the Burr, It's Cold in Here controversy, not getting any awards. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we don't have a similar letdown. 
this week for this edition of the award show. So let's let's play fair and let's play let's have fun. It does. You never get it back, and that's the hard, that's the hard thing to stomach for a lot yeah. of people out there. Well, for me, the the biggest foul is just that they could actually yeah. do that. If there's that anything that's flying someone right could now, conceivably it's sneak into a after what happened in that last burn episode. a caravan to the ground and somehow make it out of there. Time alive. to create some new caravan to the ground today. Do you um, recall who is the current? Owner I need a new caravan, Mama. <laughs> I go way too Pretty Scottish. Pretty sure it is I, <laughs> Mama. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Um, so without further ado, let's get straight in to our first mm-hmm. category of the evening, which is drum roll, please. Yeah. So very, that's a weak drum roll, but it will suffice. <laughs> first category. There we go. Mm-hmm. All right. First category is sixth man. Why don't you go ahead and read us off our four nominees for sixth man of snatch. <laughs> we got four, four nominees mm-hmm. here Four. Pretty, I mean, I would say screen time. How would you how would you rate this in terms of screen time? Probably the lowest for Cousin Avi. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to say because, yeah, Tommy's kind of like on screen whenever Jason Statham kind of is. So yeah. it's it's like a tag team buddy buddy up situation. Um, Boris and Bricktop. For me, it's just a two horse race. I do like Tommy. Cousin Avi was not a thing for me. It was he's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh wouldn't be in the running. But I have this as a two horse race. Where, where's your yeah. where's your head at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think a little bit of it is just the hubris of, of uh, Brad Pitt's character of like, I can't be beat. I am the world's greatest boxer in the world. Like, I can take as much punishment as you want, and I know I'm going to win. So why not bet on myself? And if I have to go four rounds as opposed to just knocking him out in the first, let's do it. But I, I, I think that this would be where, like, when, when we think about a foul as, like, can we rewrite away from the foul? And to me, whenever you have one of these storytelling moments where kind of, like, two things have to happen at the same time, it, yeah, that would make more sense is, with this whole scheme bloodlust. would be that they have to he wait until the some fourth of the round more, to do both would, killing of big comedic big, moments. Uh, he is, crew and he's more silly of a bad guy. Reason. If he, if, but if he there seems to be no reason as to why the Pikes really in the camp are waiting to kill Bricktop's like. crew. I don't know why um, they're waiting then, until the fight's actually over to do that. You well, Benicio wasn't really a character. We knew him as a gambling like degenerate, and that's it. But um. 
Well, I knew that Freddie Fourfingers was Punicio del Toro. <laughs> Still, I mean, a little bit of a question mark on who was disguised as the Orthodox Jewish people taking over the initial in, initial diamonds. But um, Bricktop, yeah. more traditional bad guy, has some of the cooler, more, um, uh, rem- like, uh, I think, more iconic scenes probably belong to Bricktop than to Boris. Mm-hmm. But again, Boris has some sort of like likable edge to him that you're more rooting for him somehow, even though he's still uh, an, anta- or a, yeah, an antagonist in this movie. Uh, it's mm-hmm. close, but I, I think I know where my head's at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's hard to pull off a, a heist movie like sure. this without some coincidences. Right. And and I will say one of the things that I I give movies like Snatch credit for is when they allow pigs to play with some things that wouldn't have, you know, couldn't have. I wouldn't say like couldn't be scripted because obviously they were scripted, Mm -hmm. but like in the reality of the moment, they're playing with. Yeah, like everything's not going to go according to plan. And to me, like the three car crash scene essentially is all right. So um, that kind of I like yeah, we can't plan everything that's going to happen in the heist movie. There are going to be some with weird coincidences or just one, random mishaps, and then what happens the now that that possession happened. arrow? Well, I like I like seeing those kind of like what happens when shit hits the fan kind of idea. And that's why I like the back half of the movie until we get to the boxing more than the top half. Is it has a little bit of that like oh yeah, we we hired people who are not good at this robbery to try and rob brick top and now everything is starting to unravel from there and everyone's actions lead to someone else making an action i enjoyed that storytelling element a lot but it does have the ring of it was a bit scripted for some of those elements to make sense. yeah it just takes a fun loving russian arms dealer to get us in agreement over something that's that's very nice to see um very so that's our first winner that's our first um (laughs) Our, our category down. We're on to yeah. the next, uh, maybe a marquee award here. This is what again, a lot of people show up for just this award and then turn off the podcast and leave because this <laughs> is the only one that matters to them. We're moving on to, did, well, whoever it was, I can see in the data. I can see you. Whoever's doing that. Uh, anyway, we're on to our MVP, our most valuable player in Snatch. This one, um, maybe a little bit controversy. We uh, do not have no, a full No, I think all of them are legit nominees. fouls. I would have no issues with any of these whistles going off. I think it's just going to be the no. differing ideas of what what sticks in your yeah, problem I mean, if, most. If you're not in the running, ultimately, you know, we're not issue, here to appease is it anybody. Be you know, a storytelling like plot issue. I think trophies, if you none of these, to me, is the overriding winner. We'll just uh, so I think it's just going to be interesting to see so where we have you, know, you and then obviously you'll be listening where, which of those they felt was the um, hardest to Why don't you go and give us the reveal? <laughs> Shows who has good nicknames and who does not. Mm. Though, yeah, Mickey the Pikey. His, his nickname is One Punch or like something like that. Something One Punch Mickey. Decent. I mean, the the nickname stuff. I almost would have called a foul. 
had it continued. Uh, in the I'm, I'm going reality going. based for for uh, my not foul. A lot of good so for, for me, a movie that we really see Boris the Blade get them, absolutely just demolished like a by a car to then legit five in. minutes after that be not just like okay, but like, kind of like it because it, good enough where he can walk home, go get a gun, and then get tooth. back and into the battle. Like to remember I, Boris is not Boris the Blade or Boris the Bullet Dodger. Boris is unkillable which we don't know from the end of this movie, if he actually is dead or not. You never yeah, know. I mean, when you, how young was he when that is? It feels like that's you, you're making a nickname happen in that case. So you really want this to be how you remembered is that you were shot and you use <laughs> fine. Okay. His isn't the worst. This isn't the worst. Maybe it, maybe that's a top five nickname, but even still not the greatest nickname choices that we have displayed in snatch in my mind. Mhm. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I for, for Again, not the scariest of nicknames for your biggest yeah. imposing bad. I know I didn't I didn't I mean, talk about this I mean, as a foul, it's but fine. I will say Bullet Two Tony's it's a unique end one, I guess. I might have been a foul just by that, itself. It's like, not scary. We don't even see the character. It was like, uh, did he have to leave to, to go film a different movie and you award. just you didn't have him? Like, um, what happened? I, this is it was it's, so weird. Like, I like are really I loved again. That's to me the kind of the idea of some shit can happen and you have to like roll with it. Is I like the idea because and Avi just you know accidentally diamond heist <laughs> murdering bullet two Tony, but it, it just felt general, so weird to not even like show bullet two Tony. At no point did you see a body movie. or like it, and it, that just felt really weird to me. Where pretty like, often there must have been some background reason as to why we're not seeing bullet two Tony actually on the floor. I think what makes Brad Pitt's character so unique and so remembered is the accent. Ooh. Hey oh. Yeah. It is. You know, and welcome back to my possession arrow. Welcome back. <laughs> It's 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 like I know what Thanos is all about. I have total control of the universe. And that that's, must have been what was back. in the script is just scarbly cook because it is it's pigeon talk. It's hard to understand, uh, and at times it's a detriment. At times it's also a cool feature of that character, and it makes it iconic. Jason Statham, on the other hand, not doing a whole lot. He's definitely getting screen time. All right. We do a full compliment of four nominees for our like posterizer. So we guess, have in, in, in Boris kills Freddy Four Fingers. Which gets him in the door. Brad Pitt's gets him intro. But Boris is the Blade being hit by the car. And Brad Pitt floating through the air via uppercut. Mm-hmm.
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we, when we again when we talk about posterizer, right, we're we're talking about really quick sure. like five let's, ten let's seconds. Let's get right to it then. So we, we've talked about you either hear uh, it or see what it, these know, two have done. Yep, that's the movie it's from. Or I can snatch, share it with someone as a, as a GIF, and someone's going gonna, to you know, find enjoyment out of it, right? So for me, there is no funnier moment of this entire movie than when Boris. We see basically him just walking, and then someone like says, "Is that Boris out of the trunk?" And like you just see him like gently move his feet, like he's trying to make sure nothing's <laughs> oh, around wow. him. Brought, and then he stands straight, like a like, a, like a deer of, alert of to a car coming at him, your, and then just your... whammo! It it I loved it, loved it. Yeah, I just wish Boris would have died then. I don't need <laughs> Boris to come back with a gun. You pre- yeah. you've yeah you've prepared multiple numbers. That's exciting. Yeah. I will be agreeing. Back to back unanimous winners so far. I will be selecting Brad Pitt as my MVP. So another unanimous choice for back to back categories. That's pretty exciting. We're on a run. Maybe this is the movie that breaks mm-hmm. the mold that we agree on everything. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got two mm-hmm. categories in the books. Let's go ahead and transition they cut, they must have cut to the our next yeah. award, which will be for mm-hmm. greatest or most egregious foul. Yeah. <laughs> no, it did not. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Pause, pause, pause. <laughs> pause. Did you pause? <laughs> okay. Mine still says it's going. Okay. Do you want to stop it and... Or, or do you want to... Okay. Again. Mine hasn't even stopped yet. Mine still's got mine still has a little record symbol. There we go. Now it stopped. Did you just drop off? What happened? <sighs> Come on, Zencaster. You're being a real boop. Um, I don't know what to do at this point.
Well, I, I, I think that Brad Pitt's intro, well, maybe not the single best thing that Brad Pitt does in the entire movie. I, I really like the opening caravan scene where you really do mm -hmm. get a sense of who these people are. You kind of get a little bit of a sense that they, they might be a little bit, you know, trying to rip you off a little bit. But just Brad Pitt's opening, you know, like, oh, you look like you're a little bit of a just as soon as Tommy and Gorgeous George arrive and they start talking, that like 10, 15 seconds where you really start seeing Brad Pitt's accent work, that that to me right off the bat's memorable. It's it's fun to watch. That's why I kind of I uh, I think that it it deserves a place in the nominees at least. How about sure, the uh, floating through the air? Well, yeah, well, just to piggyback a little bit on the intro, it is mm -hmm. it it's it's lessened a little bit on a second or a third watch because sure. the way that they go about introducing kind of the silliness, but also the, how difficult it's going to be narratively <laughs> for the rest <laughs> of the movie they, to understand kind of what the, the pikey um, accent is. I thought it's one, a bold choice that they did. This mm -hmm. is to, to make the decision where Brad Pitt, who's clearly the lead of this movie in terms of like, build cast huge moment for him to be a character and not just like a pretty boy though. Mm -hmm. He's like, obviously still attractive in this. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a leap. And I think doing that early on was impressive for the movie to pull out, to, to pull off. And I think it's iconic for that reason. Cause it's the first time you're really abrasively meeting this, these people <laughs> in this accent that you're going to be dealing with the rest of the movie. So it definitely is something that, that, lingers after having watched it is, is just kind of like how that does flow a lot easier than you think it would. Yeah. Um, but for me, we're talking snatch. We're talking <laughs> Brad Pitt floating through the air lifelessly after getting uppercut. It's a open and shut case for me. I mean, it, I don't know what you're going to do, but that is 100% my posterizer. It's, it's one of the most memorable images of the thousands i will say interesting okay and i personally would not agree that that would be my individual winner for this movie right. i i much again I, I think i've sold it as much as i can in terms of that five to ten seconds of boris walking around with the oh, you know no. complete hooded on don't do this don't blindfolded do this. handcuffed love it but uh-huh i will defer Partly because I want to keep my possession arrow. I love it dearly. But partly because I, I will agree that that one is a very close in terms of visual impact. That is a very unique thing that Snatch, I think, did for a while. Like that was its calling card was the boxing and the way it was filmed. So yeah. I, I will agree and I will move forward with the posterizer winner for Snatch being Brad Pitt floating through the air. Glad to see there's some ounce of accountability in you. It would have been back-to-back -back tragedies had had iconic things like birds cold in here, followed by not having Brad Pitt flying through the air. Would have just been too much, I think, for me to take, definitely for the audience to take. So big sigh of relief. Well, they've we all stopped on. listening because we've gotten past the MVP. So now it's just well, us. So now, now it's time to battle. 
this is gravy. This is just, this is MG talk. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we are into the home stretch, the final category. This is the true uh, creme de la creme in terms of what's representing you. It's your sizzle reel. It's your best scene. It's what you're recommending mm-hmm. as the best either portion of the movie or something you, that you're, if you are a fan of the movie, is the top of mind when you're recalling it. What's what's the biggest and best moment of Snatch? Uh, we have four different candidates for me. Sorry, four different nominees. Why don't you mm-hmm. go ahead and give them to us in a randomized order? Uh, no, I will be giving you in an order of my choosing, not randomized. Whichever it is, does, whichever it does, is, honestly, does MG's not a after dark. Yeah. <laughs> We're letting hair down. Uh, so we have the three car chase. We have the Pikey encampment burns down. R.I.P. Ma. The and this is actually where I, I I need to actually kind of do a quick pause and we need to have an MG huddle here is that oh, I MG believe huddle. that there are that we have similar areas for us as a real but I am going to say them separately because I want to make sure that we that we do treat them separately but we have two different dressing downs of the pawn shop bros we yep. have we have the pawn shop bros being just belittled and talked down to by bullet to Tony as he shows them the desert Eagle and we have them being belittled and almost killed by Bricktop as their nemesis. Yeah. So we got pig so those, talk those are our and gun talk as the two mm-hmm. different pond boy scenes. Um, yeah. And four very memorable scenes. What, what I'll say there, two of them are, are similar. Obviously we're talking about Bricktop. I think it's might just be Tyrone who he's talking to. Uh, and and basically threatening him with being eaten by pigs, mm. and then we had are they all there or is it just? No, I thought it was just that's, a, that's after he's they've already captured Tyrone, and that's when like Tyrone is being like when they're doing the whole hare versus the dog scene, okay, right, where the the bunnies running yeah. around and they capture Tyrone. Tyrone tells them it's these pawn shop people. So then Bricktop goes in and basically just starts mansplaining revenge to the three pawn shop bros uh, while his his underlings are setting up a Dexter workshop in the other room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely intimidating. <laughs> Definitely an intimidating yeah. way to do it. If you walk into your own, your yeah. own pawn shop has been made into a Dexter workshop. Like my pants are soiled no matter what happens. <laughs> no matter what happens. Indeed. You're just walking around with soiled pants. Yeah, or like Bricktop, like before fun? I get you your diamond, I'm going to need to need to change my pants. <laughs> I'm going to need some adult depends, please. Um, the Pikey encampment burning down, I feel like, is the emotional pull of the movie. That was mm-hmm. uh, one of those little montages where you're getting devastation from the Pikey family or the, mm-hmm. the whatever sort of non-related relatives that are there, all kind of consoling Brad Pitt and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I thought visually... That that was one that I remembered upon first watch had a big impact in this movie. Clearly, with the ultimate um, double cross of or the triple cross, whatever amount of crossing they're doing to Bricktop at the end of it, this mm-hmm. is the emotional reason for it. Uh, but I did like that scene. And I will say for anybody who's like, ah, Brad Pitt's not the MVP of this movie. When you can act devastated while in like the skimpiest pair of underwear that I can yeah. imagine someone wearing, like. 
That's I mean, acting. It is just and boxers. It wasn't like tidy whites. Those aren't boxers, my boy. Those those were like brief cuts where I'm like, yeah, you can <laughs> the them danglies are dangling. The danglies are dangling. I mean, that's really what we came to see. We came to see as as, <laughs> as much of Brad Pitt's figure as possible. And we we got what we got what we came for. <laughs> we that have scene, different yeah, reasons for watching movies. <laughs> well, I'm not well. You might say you have a different reason for watching the movies, but we all know. We all know what the MG came to see. Mm-hmm. Um, the car Very chase made here. it on here. The, <laughs> the car chase made it on here, and this is the milk scene, aka car wreck slash car chase. This is what we're talking mm-hmm. about with car chase, right? The yeah. car yeah. accident. Yeah. yeah. So this is um, right before. You really love this Boris scene because <sighs> this is right before the Boris scene, where there's the accident. Boris gets out of the car and then gets ran over, which mm-hmm. might even be a part of this whole sizzle scene it might be might actually involve that sneaky little <laughs> sneaky little double dip here <laughs> what about this scene is sizzle worthy uh so th- this one of the things i i really like about like storytelling conventions is i like when things are a little bit different than you think they're going to be and I, I almost wish it wasn't set up as much going forward where you're seeing all three cars kind of driving and then you see all of them kind of get into an accident and mm-hmm. then it unveils kind of what actually happened to cause that chain of events. Yeah. I almost wish it didn't have the first portion in it because I liked that little bit of like, oh, I didn't see that coming. But as soon as you put them all in cars, you know, and you kind of keep flashing back and forth, something in my, in, at least in my mind is putting them in some close vicinity. And so when they actually do end up kind of hitting each other and interacting, it, it didn't have as much surprise factor as I was hoping for. And especially I think the movie's going for a surprise when, you know, we were surprised killing Rosebud, you know, we, it, you know, this is obviously not what we think as the audience is going to happen next. So yeah. I like that surprise element. But I will say that there are a few things in it that I didn't necessarily like absolutely love. But yes, it, it definitely has for me one of my favorite moments, Boris. Um, but yeah, that that that's it's. I think that's the kind of the the flip of the movie is where we we start instead of getting more characters and enlarging the world. I think that is a scene where things start collapsing in on each other. Yeah, it, 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 that is the moment where we get. Turkish and Tommy kind of involved mm-hmm. with the diamonds. So they don't really do a lot. They are the reason that car accident happens mm-hmm. and they do see Boris a little bit later after he goes home to get a rocket launcher. And that's kind of a funny scene too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did have an, a decent amount of issues with it. Narratively speaking, I thought it was kind of hard to follow. Mm-hmm. They did it twice. They had to kind of show you what happened in real time and then show you everyone's vantage point, which even after that, it still felt a little bit like weird that it all happened mm-hmm. the way it did. Uh, though it is clearly one of the bigger scenes of the movie. It's not my favorite. I am drawing, I'm, I'm showing my cards here a little early with what <laughs> I'm going to be picking. It's not my favorite of the scenes. Um, I think the last one that we have to talk about is the replica guns versus the desert Eagle, mm-hmm. which happens in the bar again, shortly after this scene with mm-hmm. the pawn shop boys and um bullet tooth tony and i just thought that it was it was a the best scene for bulletproof tony for sure for putting that a highlight reel of him on the movie this is his best scene and mm-hmm. it is it highlights kind of the 
ineptitude of the pawn shop boys, which we're getting as a <laughs> nether through line of this movie, how shitty of criminals they are. Mm-hmm. This was a, I thought a successful dick measuring contest and funny and kind of made sense with where the movie was going. Okay. So one question I had about that is, do you, do you think that the beginning of that scene, right? Because we open in on bull to Tony, basically like getting himself a beer and like we have the three pawn shop bros kind of behind him, right? You know, with their guns out. And it almost appears as if like we don't know if Bullet Tooth Tony can see them or not. Like, I'm like, was this was that supposed to be played for comedy where it's like he's looking at the beer and like, is he seeing them in the reflection or is he just moving to go sit and he doesn't realize that they're there? I was a little bit like, I don't know if that's supposed to be comedic or or not. I did. Well, the way I read it is that he had seen them in the reflection of the, of the beer glass and that he's Mm -hmm. just so like stone cold that he doesn't care. Like he's clocking it, but it's not a threat to him. And it's unclear. I doubt it's possibly could have known their replicas at that point because Mm -hmm. when he gets to the table, sits down and then they're, they're basically right in front of him trying Mm -hmm. to, to hold him up with the guns at that point is probably when he's able to see that they're replicas. And that's when we get to the, him putting his gun on the table and then the, the camera work zoom that mm-hmm. um, Guy Ritchie does so well. Yeah. It was pretty straightforward uh, uh, for what that scene was trying to accomplish. Did a good job at it. Um, but that being said, those are our candidates. And I think I have my, my category winner. If you're ready to, to start us off with revealing yours, let's go ahead and do it. All right. So I have as my sizzle reel nominee a little bit of a change of pace, I feel. I don't think it's going to be the one you think it is. I am actually going to be going with the Replica versus Desert Eagle, Bullet Tooth Tony. Wow. Wow. A surprise there. I did not Mm -hmm. see you going there. I'm actually going to pick the Pikey and Cannon burning down. That's the worst of all of them. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it, (laughs) the music that's going on with that for me, that was one that I both remembered and that I would recommend somebody watch from that point of the movie kind of onward. I thought is a, is a good, like kind of, this is where the high, the peak of the movie is kind of where everything starts to, to come together as a movie. The replica in Desert Eagle, I think, is probably the best intimidation standoff going on mm-hmm. because it is so um, borders the comedic slash intensity slash still matters to the movie, which m- much of this doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I can see where you're coming from. But for me, I'm going the camera burning down. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like as much as I enjoyed the three car, you know, accident essentially as opposed to a chase. It, it it isn't something that I think is easily identifiable as especially from Snatch or and I don't think it's the one that on the first viewing you're gonna remember as as well as some of these other ones. And I definitely wanted to do one one of the two intimidation scenes, but honestly, watching them this time, I thought Bricktops was not especially threatening. Like he he as a villain. He's a little bit, I don't know if it's if he's just too old or too British, but there's just something about him. I'm like, this grandpa <laughs> is not threatening. <laughs> like, Errol, I, I would have just make Errol the bad guy. Like, I know he's supposed to be kind of the dumb henchman, but he mm-hmm. had he had a lot more presence and you know menace than Bricktop ever had at any point in the in the in the thing. He was he was almost too much of a comedic bad guy, where he's like, Oh, let me talk to you about my pigs. 
That's valid criticism. <laughs> valid criticism. Um, and I will say I didn't I didn't love you know the the ball and dick you know talk necessarily in the in the replica versus desert eagle it felt a little bit too like masculine just for the sake of masculine sure but it it did make sense in the in the movie if like if i'm bold to tony and i got three people you know throwing guns in my face this could be a realistic way that i could show them not to mess with me even though three people against me if they just stopped and didn't let him do his monologue they could easily just hit him over the head with the gun yeah, but it's again, a hard it's... weapon <laughs> And, yeah. we, and we we brought this up during the review, the difference between what's going on with the bookie lady who's working the counter oh, and her like balls of steel standing up to like a freaking shotgun, like an assault <laughs> shotgun that she's being threatened with, with literally no defense on her end. Like she's screwed mm. if these people she doesn't know decide to get violent. Whereas in this scene, you got bullet tooth tony is very aware that these are not real guns and that he has a real gun so he's able to kind of be the aggressor in that situation and it makes sense to us because we know he's the one with the true weapon Mm -hmm. Um, that's that's why i think this one was a was a lot better of a scene is because it made sense why it was unfolding the way it was in addition to being kind of a badass thing for tony to be doing Mm -hmm. um so what's your what's your call here we have two different scenes being picked you're the holder of the possession arrow you get to decide i feel like Um, you deliberately picked the only one i could not allow to move forward without using the possession arrow i feel like this is some really dirty gamesmanship by the mg and i would like the judgments to uh to come in from everyone else but i cannot allow (laughs) A caravan burning down to be the the sizzle reel for any movie. So I will be going with Bullet to Tony's Desert Eagle. All right. I mean, uh, that's, a, that's a worthy win. It's not the strongest category for no? Snatch in general. I think that that is kind of the takeaway from the award winner there. It's, it's not it's a definitely a vulnerable category, but um, that does finish all of the award winners. We have all of them determined. And its next, its next uh, opponent or the um, the the last thing preventing Snatch from moving on to the second round is going to be its opponent, and that is Bring It On, which has been waiting in the wings. It's been a a a very interested party (laughs) here watching the proceedings. Uh, They seem to be confident. I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a lot of chatter I'm hearing from the Toros and and the Clovers that they think they got a reasonable shot at taking Mm -hmm. this one down. Um, but just give us a reminder here. What is the aggregate movie grade that we will be starting the um, the showdown with between the two movies? I like it. So our aggregate gate grade for Snatch was a 58.5. Me at a 55, you at a 62. Okay. And then for Bring It On, the aggregate gate, man, aggregate grade uh, was a 52 with me being 64 and you being a 40. Okay. All right. So what does that what does that mean the home court advantage is going to be? So Snatch will be going in a 12 playing a 5 and they are already favored by by 6 points. Snatch is going to be getting a 6 point home field advantage. How about this? So we have an underdog in terms of seeding going into mm-hmm. their showdown game with a 6 point advantage. 
but it's first to 50. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of points to go out and we've seen the category winners now for snatch. I wouldn't say it's a slam dunk. They don't have any legends winning any of these, um, of these. Maybe of the fall. Oh, look at you. <laughs> look at you. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's an insurmountable task here for bring it on. Though they are behind, we still have to determine legacy factors in addition to all the category winners. That's going to, mm-hmm. that's going to play a role in it as well. So I'm excited. This is definitely going to be our closest matchup that we've had so far. Mm-hmm. And Courtney loves playing from behind. So this is where oh, she's boy. used to being. <laughs> See, you're already getting into some issues. We aren't even, in the, we aren't even back into the bring it on talk and already Courtney's slipping her way into this. What she's slipping into, or is yeah. someone oh, slipping in? Oh, someone, in someone's slipping something into Courtney right now. <laughs> Not saying who. Oh man, uh, pumping up that ego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, that that does conclude. We can close the ceremony now. The master of ceremonies is leaving the building. The torch is dimming. We yeah, are we are so calling cool. an end to this this nomination and this award ceremony. It's all done. Um, <laughs> but to thank you all for joining us. This has been a, a pleasure. Um, any any takeaways from from the Snatch Award Show that we haven't gotten to yet? Uh, no, you know, peakies and blinders. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Well, we're getting TV show recommendations at this. Well. Yeah, it's, your, uh, it's right. your best. If you're looking for realistic, so I, I know this is at the very end, but is Pikey like? Should we not be saying that? Like, it feels, especially like how they're saying it in this movie, it feels like someone like hitting a hard J on Jewish or something. Yeah. Like I feel weird. Like this, this reminds me and flashes me back a little bit to Oh Brother, we're out there, and just the number of times we said KKK. Like, is yeah. this going to be something in four years? Of like, yeah, I said Pikey a lot. Whoopsie. <laughs> it could be. It could be. This this <laughs> might have been flagged for several reasons uh, of just inappropriate content, and might be. And if that's the case, deepest condolences and apologies not intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just doing what we heard and that that mm-hmm. is you know following the the herd mentality but i mean i don't know what else to do here i'm not going to be please please leave your one punch power away from the mgs we don't yeah, we can't exactly. take it i've yeah. already admitted i'm a beta let, let me live let me, let me live <laughs> whatever whatever demeaning act i must do to survive i will do i didn't say i was doing demeaning acts come on no, now. you're not you're not above that we both I'm not that. above it but let's 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 not just volunteer <laughs> let's not lead it. with it let's not lead with <laughs> yeah. me willing to do anything Uh, All right, well, let's wrap this up. Um, As always, we are the OMGs, and we will be be watching. watching.